0: Search for Mysteries at Midnight on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favourite podcast app, and follow and subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes. Soundsington Media!
1: It's the middle of October, and you're in the back seat of your parents' car, on the way to spend a few days with your aunt. When your parents told you she lived in the woods in the middle of nowhere, they weren't kidding. The digits on the car's dashboard flash, 10.15 p.m. You're getting cozy with your blanket and are surrounded by your favorite graphic novels and stash of snacks. But you're not hungry, and it's too dark to read. So instead, you look out the window, your eyes locked on the endless, tall, thick black masses of trees that race by with every mile your parents drive. You thought you knew darkness, but this... This is something else entirely. The moon above is just a tiny sliver, barely able to illuminate the towering, sharply needled pine trees that are closing in on you, and the car, which is now seeming smaller than ever. You feel your heart start to beat faster, hear the thump-thump, thump-thump, pounding in your ears, and feel the icy chill of dread trickle down your back like a bead of freezing cold water. Then you see it, racing alongside the car. Huge, fiery red eyes. A long, horse-shaped snout with wickedly sharp, bright white fangs. And massive, bat-like, leathery wings propelling its long but lean, scaly body. For just a moment, you hear a loud clomp, clomp. Just like the sound of hooves pounding pavement echo out into the dark abyss. Did you just see the Jersey Devil? In the deep, dark, heavily wooded pine barrens of New Jersey, anything is possible. I'm Elise Parisian, and we're going to look into the hair-raising, blood-chilling tales about a creature known to many on the east coast of the United States. One that continues to frighten believers and skeptics alike, 112 years after he was first spotted. We're talking about the Jersey Devil on this episode of Unspookable. Was Brilling and the slithy Toves, Beware the Jabberwock, my son, The jaws that bite, The claws that catch. He took his vorpal sword in hand, And rested by the tum-tum tree, And stood a while in thought. Then the Jabberwock, With eyes of flame, Came whiffing through the tulgey wood, And burbled as it came. Did Gyre and Gimble in the wave, All Mimsy were the borogoves. And the moan wraths outgrabe. One, two, one, two. And through and through the vorpal blade went snicker snack. He left it dead, and with his head he went galumphing back. And hast thou slain the jabberwock? Come to my arms, my beamish boy. O frab jostay, callooh Calais, he chortled in his joy. Do you recognize any of those words? Does any of this sound familiar to you? Maybe you read the books, or watched the animated movie, or the new live-action films starring Mia Wasikowska and Anne Hathaway. This is part of the poem from Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland sequel, Through the Looking Glass and What Alice Found There. Published 150 years ago in England in 1871, this classic book continues to be one of the most loved books in the world. And one of its most memorable characters is the dragon-like Jabberwocky. While this storybook monster seems about as real as Alice's other unusual companions in this fantastical, nonsense world of Wonderland, like, oh, a talking cat who can disappear at will, in the United States in the early 1900s, a terrifying, beastly creature who looked a whole lot like the Jabberwocky made his first appearance, And he might just be still lurking around today. The Jersey devil kind of lives in a forest in New Jersey. And the best way to describe it is it has a head of a horse, big wings, and its body is kind of shaped like a demogorgon. But I think it's a lot taller than a demogorgon.
0: I would describe it as a rat-looking like, squirrel-type thing that's kind of like demon-type thing. From what I've heard, it
1: attacks small animals and house pets.
0: The Jersey Devil is a spooky creature that people think lives in the Pine Barrens, which is a heavily wooded area in southern New Jersey. Many people describe the Jersey Devil as having the body of a kangaroo, big, bat-like wings, horns on its head, and a sharp, fork-like tail.
1: So what, or who, is the Jersey Devil? Maybe you picture the classic Devil Halloween costume, a humanoid creature with cherry red skin, knobby black horns, and a pitchfork. Or maybe you imagine this same Devil, but in a big, plushy-like character suit, wearing a basketball or a hockey jersey, And cheering on a high school or college sports team as their mascot for the next big game. Well, when it comes to the Jersey Devil, neither of these images are quite right. The Jersey Devil is instead considered a cryptid, or a supernatural creature who may or may not exist. Back in earlier seasons of Unspookable, we talked about other cryptids like Bigfoot and the Chupacabra, and how While there are hundreds of accounts of people running into these creatures, there isn't 100% proof that they definitely exist. If you live in the northeastern part of the United States, especially in the New England, Long Island, or of course, New Jersey regions, you probably grew up with tales of the Jersey Devil. After all, his tradition is long and varied. Like his cryptid cousins, The Jersey Devil has been talked about and written about for over a hundred years in newspapers, magazines, books, online forums, and even appeared in video games. In PlayStation's Jersey Devil, the creature plays the hero and sets out to protect and defend all of humankind by defeating a mad scientist and his army of evil, mutant, vegetable monsters. He appeared in fictional shows like The X Files and in non-fictional reality TV shows where ghost hunters and paranormal investigators take to the mysterious Pine Barrens of New Jersey in search of him. He even has a theme park ride dedicated to him. In Six Flags Great Adventure New Jersey, the Jersey Devil roller coaster is the fastest, longest, and tallest single-rail roller coaster in the United States. The Jersey Devil is more than a little popular. But where does the legend of the Jersey Devil begin? According to local lore and newspaper clippings, it all started with a big scare in January of 1909. In the heavily wooded forest of New Jersey, known as the Pine Barrens, a flame-tongued, red-eyed, sharp-horned, and cloven-hooved creature began terrorizing the residents. It was January 18, 1909, when articles about this horrifying creature began to take over the front page of local newspapers. Strange animal makes excitement, reads one headline. Scare over tracks in snow, reads another. And Leeds devil runs rampant in New Jersey, screams another. Large hoof prints from no known living creature peppered the snowy 1.1 million acres Of the untamed and mostly unexplored forest landscape. Chickens and dogs were being slaughtered left and right. Slashes from razor sharp claws left scars on the wooden walls and doors of houses, as if the creature was trying to get inside. Strange howls, screeches, and guttural groans began to fill the air night after night. Soon, witnesses began to report sightings of this grotesquely-shaped, mysterious monster. Throughout various sightings, the Jersey Devil has been described as horse-like, bird-like, reptilian, and even cat-like. Sometimes he has a head like a hog, other times he has a long, horse-like face. He has donkey, or horse, or even scaly, dragon-like legs. His hooves are pony or goat-like, he has giant, leathery, bat-like wings. Sometimes his body is possum-shaped. Other times, kangaroo. He ranges from a mere 18 inches long to a massive 20 feet long. One thing everyone could agree on was the Jersey Devil was terrifying. Disturbing. Abnormal. Even dangerous. Dangerous. Along with being known as the Jersey Devil and the Leeds Devil, the people of New Jersey quickly came up with other nicknames for this chicken-slaying, flying, and hoofed creature. The Jersey Terror. The Wazzlebug. The Air Hoss. The Flying Devil. And, like I teased earlier with my small reading of Through the Looking Glass, the Jabberwock. No matter what it was called— For more than a week in 1909, the Jersey Devil was on everyone's mind, and seemed to be the only thing anyone could talk about. Even the Philadelphia Zoo got swept up in the Jersey Devil chaos and craze, and offered a $10,000 reward for its capture. With all of these sightings, and all of these descriptions of the Jersey Devil, which ones are, well, true? Are all of them? Some of them? None of them? Did the people of the Pine Barrens really cross paths with this nightmarish creature and live to tell the tale? Or did they get swept up in fear or excitement? Did they want to be a part of the trendy craze of witnessing such a mysterious being? Or did they unknowingly become part of a giant hoax? In psychology, this is called the illusory truth effect. This happens when something is said over and over and over again, and you start to actually believe it. And sometimes it's not true at all. Here's how it works. Instead of taking a moment to step back and ask themselves, huh, could an illness be killing my chickens? Or pausing to think, you know what? These huge hoof prints look kind of like the tracks of Farmer Gladys' new Clydesdale horses. The people of New Jersey began to panic and blame the Jersey Devil, sometimes even convincing themselves that they saw him too. Instead of trying to think critically about what might be happening, it was easier to join their dozens of neighbors to point their fingers at the unseen Jersey Devil rather than to crack the case of the mystery, maybe on their own. But what about the newspapers, you might ask? If there were all these articles, especially ones plopped on the front pages, that means they have to be true, right? Well, not exactly. Like we've talked about in other episodes of Unspookable, just because something appears in a newspaper, magazine, or book, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's real or true. Back in the early 1900s, newspapers weren't as accurate as they are today. And at the heart of many of these articles was Norman Jeffries. A showman and vaudeville publicist, Jeffries was no stranger to inventing stories that would sell. Could Jeffries be the person who was feeding some of these real-life accounts to newspapers? Was he bribing them with money? Or threatening them? Maybe he was exploiting the competition between newspapers that was common at that point in time. After all, newspapers had to battle competing papers in order to sell the most papers, while journalists fought to make sure their stories went to print, as being published could mean the difference between eating a meal or going hungry, or between scraping by enough money to pay their bills or risking poverty and houselessness. So the journalists... Editors and newspapers did whatever it took to sell papers and stay popular in the eyes of readers. So what about the Jersey Devil's origin story? How did he come to exist? More on that when we come back. I think that something becomes a legend or a folklore when something gets spread around a lot and it's kind of more like a town's thing. So if I started saying there's goblins in my local library and they got spread around a lot, that would be a folklore or legend.
0: I think it probably happens when someone tells a fascinating story and the story gets passed on from person to person and from generation to generation. Like... If they didn't know something like, why is natural thing like, why are there stars? Why is the sky so high up? Why can trees make fire? They would create stories to explain that because they didn't know it. I don't really know how some things become myth or folklore but i have believed in certain things like dragons and i do believe a lot of conspiracy theories but then i do my research before deciding whether i think they're real or not i used to believe in bigfoot but not so much anymore i believe that aliens could be real it wouldn't surprise me if there were aliens living on some distant planet or asteroid far far away
1: The most popular origin story for the Jersey Devil begins in the 18th century at Leeds Point with a woman called Mother Leeds. Mother Leeds dwelled in the then hauntingly uninhabited Pine Barrens with her 12 children. Desperately poor and entirely on her own, it's said that when she was giving birth to her 13th child, she was struck by a curse— The midwife, who helped her deliver the baby, watched as the human newborn transformed into a horse-faced, bat-winged, and snake-tailed creature. Instead of the wail of an infant, the creature let out a shrill screech. In a quick motion, with his wings flapping, he zipped up into the air and flew out of the tall brick chimney his dark shape disappeared into the shadowy Pine Barrens. Some say Mother Leeds was a witch, that her baby transformed into the Jersey Devil as a punishment. Others say Mother Leeds herself was angry, that she couldn't handle having another mouth to feed and child to care for, so she accidentally cursed him. Another tale tells of a young colonial American woman who lived at Leeds Point. The young woman fell in love with a British soldier, a man who was considered the enemy in 1778, when the American Revolution was raging on. The Leeds Point townsfolk found out about the woman's forbidden romance and that she was secretly going to have a baby with the British soldier. Out of anger and spite, they cursed the woman and her child. Her son, as in the mother Leeds story, was born looking like an otherworldly creature. He, too, shot off into the air with his bat-like wings and embarked on a reign of terror. None of these stories are particularly happy, are they? Why is it that the Jersey Devil started his life off as being a way to punish the women who gave birth to him? Both women were outsiders— They didn't push themselves to conform to standards for women at that time. It sounds a bit like the women who were accused of witchcraft during the Salem Witch Trials, right? There may be another real-life explanation for the Jersey Devil. Could he have been a real child? Was he born with unusual features? Could he have been born with a disability that was misunderstood as a curse? many cases of what we now recognize as disabilities were back in earlier times incorrectly seen as sometimes a supernatural condition. What if the Jersey Devil may have been human all along? Or could there be even another truth to the tales of the Jersey Devil? While there still hasn't been any actual proof of the Jersey Devil found, no bones, hair, or physical evidence, that is, The descriptions of this creature match up with a very real animal—the Sandhill Crane. These large birds typically appear in New Jersey from April to August and are known for their loud, rattling, and almost reptilian cries. With a wingspan of over five feet and a bright crimson patch on their foreheads, it's easy to imagine how their dark, swooping figure could be mistaken for a massive, red-eyed creature, especially in such an eerie and dense forest as the New Jersey Pine Barrens. It's easy to let our imaginations run away with us. To get swept up in the legends and lore of otherworldly creatures who live in the shadows of ancient forests. To want to peer out our windows late at night and spy the dark figure swooping in the air for ourselves. Is it all really just a story? A misunderstanding? Something as simple as a river-dwelling large bird? Or could the Jersey Devil really be out there, biding his time in the shadows, the towering pine trees, and whispering winds of the New Jersey Pine Barrens? Thanks for listening to Unspookable. I'm your host, Elise Parisian. This episode was written by Victoria Thomas. Research done by Michael Grathwall. Produced and edited by Nate Dufort. Our theme song and additional music composed by Jesse Case. Our logo was created by Natalie Kewin. Special thanks this week to our guests Blythe, Bella, Olivia, and Al. If you enjoy the show, make sure to tell your friends. You can leave us a rating and review in your podcast player of choice, or share an episode on social media. Speaking of social media, you can find Unspookable on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us for a peek behind the scenes and for updates on the show. Unspookable is a production of Soundsington Media, committed to making quality programming for young audiences and the young at heart. For more information on our shows and the people behind them, go to www.soundsingtonmedia.com.